on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Another tough day for the Brewers. This is as tough as they've been recently. They lose by a 10-0 score to the Phillies. They've lost the first two games of the series. Overall, they've lost five straight. Their only recent win was that series opener against the Padres where they had the great comeback to come up with the win. But the issues, they certainly continue for this team, especially from an offensive standpoint. And then today was a day where uh, Adrian Hauser struggled a bit keeping the ball in the ballpark as he ends up giving up uh, three home runs and the Brewers end up losing 10-0. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings. We're live at American Family Field. If you want to join us, if you want to vent at your frustrations, if you want to put um, a positive spin on everything that's going on, we welcome your thoughts via phone call, via text, and via tweet. You can call or text into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is what we've got going on. We'll take you till 1130 this evening. So for the next hour and six minutes, we'll be talking all things Brewers baseball. Former Brewer Vinny Rotino, he's going to join us coming up in just a couple moments. We'll hear the post-game comments from manager Craig Council, and we'll go back through the game with the highlights, and we'll hear from you. We'll see if we can uh, figure this whole thing out, because the Brewers, they are a struggling unit here at the moment. Again, 855-616-1620, the Yankee Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers lose to the Phillies, 10-0. Back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Real middle, target up on the outside. The pitch, got him looking. That's right where he threw it. Real middle never moved the target on that one. 10-0. Brewers lose to the Phillies today. They have lost five in a row. They lose the series, and they'll try to salvage a game coming up tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field before going on their third straight three-city road trip. You have to wonder how much uh, the schedule here over the last few weeks is impacting the team here at the moment. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. If you'd like to join the program, you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's bring in former Brewer and Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst Vinny Rotino. And Vinny, you give Aaron Nola credit. He's a good pitcher. He's given the Brewers trouble before. But at some point, it's not so much about giving the opposition credit and just accepting the fact that this team is just really in a not-so-great spot right now from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, they've been really reeling um, on the offensive side of things for a little bit now. And, and quite frankly, they've been giving up some runs on the defensive side of things as well from time to time. So that's obviously a recipe for a losing streak, and that's what they're going through. Um, I mean, and it could be a lot uglier. We talked about that last night. It could be an eight-game losing streak if uh, Taylor Rogers didn't give it up in the ninth the other day against the Padres. But my goodness, this team, it's kind of ugly at this point to watch. Um, they'll snap out of it at some point. Willie Adamas is back, obviously. Hunter Renfro is back, obviously. So this offense will hit its stride again. Um, we're just hoping that it happens sooner than later. Vinny, when you're on a team and this is happening, how tough is it just to move forward with your approach and not 
grip that bat a little bit you know tighter, swing a little bit harder, go, stretch outside the zone a little bit more, like all those things that you know in your head that you're not supposed to do, but you always end up doing when things aren't going well. It's it's impossible to to not do those things. I'm telling you right now, it's actually impossible. I still have to remind myself as a hitter just to relax my shoulders because I was always an amped up guy anyway. And so it's like I, my coaches my coaches would tell me, okay, you're still tense. Like so, it's something that you're you're really going to have to battle as a player as a team, especially when things aren't going your way and you don't even know you're doing it. And you just just that slight bit of tension is going to create um, just a, swinging at a bad pitch or swinging at a, a pitch, just a ball outside. I'm telling you, hitting is so hard that we're talking about inches between a barrel and a ground out to third base. So it's, um, it's, it's a difficult game, and it, it becomes very difficult when you're going through a stretch like this on the offensive side. All right, so stick with me here for a second. We got a tweet from at Brew Crew Scott, and his question is, does this team have a predetermined offensive strategy? If so, what is their approach? And let me add a little bit more to that question because I think something that I try to speak to sometimes that I think you'll probably do a better job than me, we both thought the world of Andy Haynes as, as a hitting coach. And the Brewers decided that they needed a new voice uh, as their hitting coach, and they bring in uh, a few new individuals who, from everything I've heard, are really good at the job. But the Brewers do have a hitting philosophy. And then you have all these individuals who kind of have their own way of doing things. Like I've always thought we make way, 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 way too much of the impact of a hitting coach. Occasionally they'll tweak something, they'll see something. It's good to get some eyes. It's good to get somebody like throw something off of with. But um, between who the hitter already is from an individual standpoint, adding in the organizational hitting philosophy that is already in existence i've always kind of discounted the impact of a hitting coach so that comes back to the question about the brewers uh strategy and approach and everything well how do you view that how do you view the brewers hitting approach as an organization um every one of these guys is an individual and so i think that's how they try to approach it um, now I will say that some organizations are going to be like, so for example, like the twins back in 2000, I think it was 2018 where they set an, uh, a record, a major league record for home runs, but they got, they got bounced out of the playoffs in the first round against the Yankees. Right. So, um, it, their, their approach as an organization was to hit home runs and we don't care if we strike out. Right. So I don't necessarily think that that's what the brewers want to have happen i think they take that approach with maybe some guys in some situations like luis arias he's going to go ahead and take a chance earlier in the count and try and pull a homer um you see that from like jace peterson as well your question is very complicated man and in the there isn't there isn't necessarily a philosophy you try and take these individuals and what they're good at and then try and mesh that into a lineup uh i think that's that's what the brewers are trying to figure out and that's the thing these guys change and evolve throughout the season as well let alone their throughout their careers so um there's not a there's not a real there's not a real good answer to, to the question. I think they're I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get 
uh, on base and then try and hit, try, try and not necessarily hit home runs, but they're trying to take chances earlier in the count. I think that's what the makeup of this team is for the most part, but at the same time, they're trying to develop into more quality at bat type of a guy. Type Do of you guys. agree with me? Do you agree with me about the, the, I don't want to say limited impact of a hitting coach, but um, generally a hitting coach isn't going to reinvent the wheel with any player. I guess that's the way to put it. I agree with that. You're working with what you have, right? So you're working with some deficiencies and you're working with some abilities from each player. And so I think I think Andy Haynes did a did an excellent job with a handful of guys, right? I think that he helped Luis Arias. I think that he helped Willie Adamas. I think um, that he helped uh, Rowdy Telez. But it's it's not that he put his stamp on it on these guys and he was the one that kind of fixed these guys. It's like he helped them understand the information that was that these players were um, kind of uh, let's say not good at or or they were good at and so, and so that's what a good hitting coach does nowadays is help them understand what they do well and what they don't do well so I think that's where Andy Haynes I think kind of had his niche where he was very a very good communicator and kind of helped tweak these guys I but to your point I don't think he necessarily like um, was able to like turn a guy into someone that couldn't hit into someone that can all of a sudden start raking. So I think the guys now I've talked to both these guys, they're phenomenal hitting coaches, Connor Dawson and Ozzy Timmons are both phenomenal hitting coaches. And I think their philosophy on the whole is to simplify things for these hitters. And then some guys that can take on a little bit more information, they go ahead and give that to them. I don't know which guys those are, but so they individualize it just as well as, as anybody I've heard in the game. So these guys are very good. I just think this team, um, there's a lot that goes into it. I, 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 I just think this team has been running into some unfortunate. I mean, cause look, they were pretty good here all the way through May. Right. And then all of a sudden here in, um, uh, or, or middle of May, you know, the team was scoring some runs and then recently they haven't been. So I think that has something to do with injuries and something to do with uh, this tough schedule. There's a lot of factors that fall involved here, Matt. Yeah, obviously the team has not been full go in terms of injuries. They're getting better. It's going to take a little while. You know, Hunter Renfro comes back without going on a rehab assignment, so he's seen live pitching uh, for the first time in a while. Adamas was on the rehab assignment, but he played in some games, and he was back and goes a few days before he gets back in there. Uh, and it was kind of a weird timeline the way they handled Adamas. So the injuries have impacted it. But I don't think we need – and this is going to sound like I'm making excuses. I'm not. I'm just talking in – in factual terms, I don't think we can overstate the impact of this schedule where they went three-city trip back home, three-city trip back home, three-city trip. Like you're, just, you're constantly traveling. And even before that, they had that trip where they were back home for one day on what was supposed to be an off day, and they came in and played that one game against the Giants. It not so much who you're playing, but just the the actual schedule, home, away, travel. I don't know if I've ever seen a more challenging stretch in a major league schedule than what the Brewers are going through right now. Absolutely grueling, right? I mean, and, and major league players are used to having an off day every seven to ten days or so, right? And they haven't had that. And so, 
I think that the delay to the season and then them jamming in some games and, and sacrificing off days and, and adding in double headers and things like that, absolutely taxing more. Again, it's more a mental, a mental taxing of the players and of the team than anything. And I, I would argue that it is the, the teams that they are playing, right? I mean, we're talking about in April – I don't see a team in this schedule that's, you know, was partic- was playing particularly well. I mean, other than St. Louis Cardinals for four in April, and then all of a sudden in May, they had a relatively easy schedule as well. I know that they played the Cardinals. They did play San Diego and Atlanta um, a couple of series. So now into June, here we're looking at the Phillies are, they look really, really good. We knew that they were going to be good. I mean, on paper, that lineup is nasty. And then all of a sudden they have all these starting pitchers that are, are, are really, really good. They're near the top of the league in a lot of different categories. San Diego, they got to play the Mets next after Washington, after this series here, <laughs> yeah. right? And then again, St. Louis, and then the Blue Jays, her really good team on paper, and Tampa. So this is a... <laughs> We looked ahead at this, uh, you know, as we were looking ahead into June, and we were like, oh, right? And so this is uh, the situation that they're in. Hopefully they got to they gotta turn this around, and they got to turn it around starting tomorrow. Let's grab a phone call real quick. Dave is in McGuanago. Hey, Dave, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm just – this sort of affirms what I've been thinking, that the Brewers really need the big bat in their lineup. I was thinking – through a list of teams that might be sellers, like the Orioles. They have, like, Trey Mancini, Austin Hayes, Juan Soto. There's, um, I think, Andrew Benintendi from the Royals, guys that can hit for average and for power. And I also, I'm just a big baseball fan in general. I've been following baseball, my like, my entire life. And I'm just not too pleased with, like, how the MLB handled the five Rays players that just, never really even blasted their beliefs. They just quietly followed their beliefs. So I'm interested on your take on that. Yeah, Dave, I appreciate the phone call. Let's get into uh, players that are available and things like that. And uh, Vinny, for me, I still feel really comfortable, and it's funny saying this when the team is struggling as much as they are offensively. I feel pretty comfortable with who they have playing most positions, but I do look to the outfield, and I think specifically uh, center field, and no disrespect meant to Tyrone Taylor, who's done a really nice job this year, although he started to fall off a little bit here uh, as of late. But yeah, like Andrew Benintendi, I, I think I think he would be a fantastic fit on, on this team. I just if if I was David Stearns and I was looking for a bat, the first position that I would be looking for would probably be an outfielder who can play center field. Yeah, there, you know Dominic Catronio and I have talked about this as well. You know, a, a, a Ramon Lariano is a good fit. There's a couple of years of control left. Benetton, would be a rental, and I don't know how good he could play center field, but I certainly yeah. like the bat. Certainly like the bat. But, yeah, I mean, we could – I love these kinds of conversations, right? But, like, Cedric Mullins would be a buy low. He's not having a good year, but he certainly looked really, really good against the Brewers early on in the season with the Orioles, so that could be a, a buy. Um, but, yes, I totally agree with you. They need some sort of offensive help. Uh, in center field, I, 
I still think I still think Tyrone Taylor is going to be the everyday center fielder going forward, and then you're going to have uh, Lorenzo Cain spell him a little bit, especially with uh, with some pitchers that are more fly ball type pitchers in order to get that defense out in center field. But we'll see how it all plays out. I, I, I I'm also a believer in this offense as well. I just. I think there's a there's a multitude of factors that are going on as to why the bats are so quiet. And look, let's Aaron Nola is nasty. Fifteen innings yeah. pitch right now against the Brewers, five hits, zero earned runs. That's the two. That's the stat line from the two starts that Aaron Nola has pitched against the Brewers. So obviously they haven't been good as of late. You knew you knew that Aaron Nola is going to come out and deal tonight. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Yankee Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You could tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. We continue the conversation. Brewers have a tough one today. They lose to the Phillies ten nothing. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Dangerous all the time. I was just going to say all the time. He just hit a three run home run out of here. Wow, a rocket. I was just going to say, dangerous all the time, and he hit one out of here. That was the Bryce Harper home run. Vinny, is is there anybody who makes hitting impressive home runs look easier than Bryce Harper? I thought he got jammed, and all of a sudden it ended up in the second deck on a line drive. It got out of here in .3 seconds. I mean, it was like... Yeah, I mean, the guy's really, really good. Um, and, and you wouldn't necessarily even teach hitting like that either, right? No. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of like a funky swing, and he just barrels up everything. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, um, I mean, if you don't have a rooting, uh, you know, if you're not rooting against him, it's it's fun to watch some of the things that he's able to go out there and, and certainly do. Christian Yelich moved up into the one spot today, Vinny. He goes one for four. He had one of his marathon hitting you know sessions before the game and he's had a bunch of those in the last two years more often than not uh they pay some immediate dividends obviously we've seen him uh not not really pay long-term dividends because of the struggles he goes to the leadoff spot he still does a nice job getting on base again one for four today it just it seems like he's in a really tough place right now it's yeah it is it does and you know i (laughs) Maybe I don't know what he's got to do to get out of this funk. You know, it's kind of we've seen it at times. He's flashed the ability to kind of show us what he, you know, used to be. But it's just not very consistent. I mean, Matt, do you remember when we were in the media and everyone was talking about when Christian Yelich was going to get a day off because his bat was so hot, like, but he needed a day off? I mean, those it seems like so long ago right and so we're just hoping that um at this point i think we're just hoping that he gives some at least you know slightly above average mlb production from from a corner outfield spot you know an 800 ops or something like that or close to it but right now it's like a 670 ops i mean it's 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 not ideal right so hopefully he can snap out of this let's grab sparky and madison who's given us a call hey sparky you're on wtmj Okay, Matt, thank you uh, so much for taking my call. Uh, you know, I I was thinking here a week or so back that the Yelich situation, if maybe they would let him back first and just see where that might lead to. And I hope that, uh, you know, they'll let him back first for another couple of weeks and just see where it, where it goes. I mean, that might be the solution. Who knows? But, you know, his numbers right now, 
you know, he's on a pace to maybe hit 15 home runs and bat less than 250 and drive in maybe 60, 70 runs. I mean, that's what the numbers look like right now. But I just wonder what the Brewer Brass is thinking down the road at the end of the season if those numbers continue. I don't know what they would do. I mean, you just accept the fact that maybe he's just that type of a hitter and you live with it or, or just what. So I, I, I really hope this guy can straighten himself out because I think everybody likes him. You know, he seems to be a class guy, and like I said, maybe batting first will be the key to getting us started again. So I just wanted to throw that out, maybe get some feedback from you guys, okay? Yes, Barky, appreciate the call. So um, he's not going anywhere. Like, that's the first thing. Uh, he's getting paid a lot of money. He's got full no trade. Uh, they're not going to eat his salary to move him somewhere. Uh, I don't think that, you know, the, he is a Milwaukee Brewer, and he's going to be a Milwaukee Brewer for a long time. So I, I think that's the first part of that conversation. The second part of the conversation, though, Vinny, is that in the leadoff spot, it gives him the opportunity to have more value getting on base, which is one of the things he has continued to do well. And once Willie Adamas gets going, if you leave Adamas in the two-hole, maybe that gives a little bit more protection uh, to Yelich and maybe see some more pitches to hit there in that leadoff spot. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, do anything you can to try and get that bat going and get the confidence going and almost like get get you to think about the game a little bit differently as a player when you're struggling so bad, like you almost want to be like, just move me down to the seven, eight hole or, you know, let's change it up. And yeah, let, let me bat lead off. Again, it just, it just kind of jars your, your mental perspective on what's going on in the game. Cause sometimes I'm telling you, you feel like there's 25 fielders out there, no matter where you hit the ball, you're going to be out and you're going to be taking a lot of right turns back to the dugout. And that is a terrible feeling and you almost start accepting it. And so <laughs> I, I hope he's not there, right? Mentally, I, I, my, maybe putting him in the leadoff spot is, a, is an opportunity to get him out of that funk, that mental funk that it seems like he is in. The other thing you can do is is do what he did today: get out on the field and hit and hit and hit and hit and hit until your hands are blistered. Right? They used to do that in Japan. Hit for an hour. They would literally set the clock, and you would hit for an hour on the field just to get out of the funk that you were in. And just get kind of getting you, you know, just your brain in a different space. Um, Got to try something with this guy. So Brad Ford is the Brewers social media director, and he also is part of the uh, the Brewers Unfiltered podcast, along with Adam McCalvey and Tim Dillard. And he asked me a question a couple days ago, and I'm going to ask you the same version of that question: Is there anybody who would benefit more than Yelich from Major League Baseball? banning the shift and also maybe going back to the more juiced baseball that we saw in in 2018? Probably not. I I don't see any other player benefiting more from that because, um, yeah, I mean, he would would get a ton of base hits into into that four hole there. And then once you do get some of those hits to fall, what happens? Your confidence starts to get elevated right and then all of a sudden you're in that hot that zone like he he was in for basically a year and a half so i i agree yeah and then the juice baseballs for certain i remember a bunch of balls last year early on that he hit that were for sure homers and they were getting caught at the wall so um yeah once you see that home run total start to creep up 
it takes less pressure off you as well, right? So, I mean, if you're a home run hitter and you're and you're looking there and you're seeing at the mid All Star break at the All Star break, you have seven homers. Like, oh my goodness, I got to start hitting more homers, and then your swing gets all out of out of whack. So, I definitely think Yelich could benefit from both. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. All right, good stuff as always, Vinny. We'll talk again uh, later on in the week. Sounds good, man. Have a good night. Bye. All right, that's Vinny Rotino, former brewer. We still have time. we got a bunch of text messages that we got to get to uh, that we've not gotten to yet, 855-616-1620, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. We still have to hear from manager Craig Council. We'll hear uh, the highlights from this game as well. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Externians. Into the stretch, here he comes. And a fly ball hit into right. Back is Renfro at the warning track, and Stock has hit a two-run home run. Fastball up and in, and Stock got his hands through. It's his third home run. 10-0. Brewers lose to the Phillies today here at American Family Field. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's grab a few text messages here. Ray in Illinois says, yes, the Brewers are struggling. At least they're going through their slump that every team goes through now rather than later in the season. I expect a big pickup in the second half of the season with more home games. Ray, I, I still very much believe in this team. This is one of the things that... Uh, sometimes I maybe I struggle with in, in hosting this show because when we're doing a post-game show, what we're doing is we're talking about the right now. We're talking about the team struggling at this very moment, at the, in this very recent history. And they are. like there's, there's no way to mince words on this. This is a team that is struggling right now overall and to score runs. And to score runs is the biggest part of this. So, yeah, that's who they are right now. Do I think that's who they, who their DNA really is? No, I think they're a much better team than this. I think they're going to get out of it. I think they're going to score a bunch of runs. The schedule right now is really tough. The injuries were tough. Uh, bringing Hunter Renfro just right back after not playing for close to two weeks and um, him not getting a rehab assignment. And, and I understand, like I was, I was arguing with myself on whether or not they should have sent him on a, on a rehab assignment. One voice in my head said, yeah, they should, just to get them a, a chance to see some live pitching for a day or two. But then the other side of me says, you know, comparing to him like to a Lorenzo Cain, who's really struggling at the plate, what, what's going to give you a better chance for a hit, like a Hunter Renfro coming off just totally fresh uh, and having not seen anything for a while, or a Lorenzo Cain who's in a huge slump right now, and it's um, it's it probably, probably Renfro right now gives you the better shot. So there's just... There's a lot of things going kind of in the wrong direction for this team right now. I do think that they will eventually fight their way out of it. Doug Texton says the last time the Brewers have looked this bad was before the Adamas trade last year. This is not good. Maybe it's time for another shakeup. If the pitching starts to fall apart, I hate to think where this team will be because the offense does need a lot of help. Luckily, St. Louis is losing as well. Yeah, St. Louis lost tonight. They got beat pretty good uh, tonight by Tampa Bay. Yesterday, they lost a game that arguably they should have won uh, two outs, top of the bottom of the 10th inning yesterday, and Tampa Bay hit a uh, walk-off home run when the Cardinals were winning before that home run. But yeah, uh, it's the Brewers are still the first place team. Let's not forget that, by the way. The Brewers are still the first place team in the division. That's that's an important thing, and there's a lot of baseball left to be played. Uh, I I thought this was a team that was built to really avoid losing streaks because of the pitching. Well, 
They don't have Brandon Woodruff right now. They don't have uh, Freddie Peralta right now. So the pitching is not completely there. Jason Alexander's given the team a lift, but Adrian Hauser obviously giving up the home runs uh, that he uh, gave up today. Mike in Colorado texting in says, seven shutouts in 58 games. That's one shutout every eight games. Losses are one thing, but losing seven times without scoring a single run before mid-June, not good now, and who knows how good in the future. Sure, there's a long ways to go, but to go where? I'm simply not sure what to think about this team as it is right now. I still, like, Mike, I want to disagree. with. I have a hard time completely disagreeing with what you said there. And all along, I've said we don't really know who this team is from offensively. I do believe, I believe in Rowdy Telez at first place. I believe in Colton Wong at second base. I believe in Willie Adamas at shortstop. I believe in Luis Urias uh, at third base. I believe in Omar Nervaez as a catcher, even though he's out right now on the COVID list. I believe that Christian Yelich can get going. I believe in Hunter Renfro. Uh, I think Tyrone Taylor's given this team a, a really big lift. I don't know if I'm totally in, in belief right now with him, but I want to see more of him, that's for sure. I want to I see him given that opportunity for us to really learn who he is um so yeah i i I believe in this team offensively yet they're they're not doing anything at this very moment now let's not forget it wasn't that long ago it's like a month ago that this was a team that was offensively one of the best teams in baseball from an ops standpoint from a home run standpoint some of those numbers are still pretty darn respectable even with this lull that they've been in so it's man it's it's really hard to evaluate this team to like take a step back and not just be completely focused on who they've been for the last two weeks and really look at who they are and who they're going to be. Like that's that's the challenge right now to see that and and I'm I'm having as much of a hard time with that as anybody. All right, the news is coming up in two minutes. After that, we'll be right back. We'll hear the post game comments. The manager Craig Council will do that in just a moment. This is Brewers X Trainings the other way. Renfro back at the track and Hoskins has hit a two-run home run. Second two-run homer of the inning for Philadelphia. Hoskins ninth of the year. A four-run third inning for Philadelphia. Turns out that's more than what they would need tonight. They win by a 10-0 score, but they got those two two-run home runs in the third. Welcome back in. Brewers Extra Innings does continue here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Aaron Nolo is really good, and he's a good pitcher. He's a really, really good pitcher. Uh, he goes eight strong today, just four hits allowed, six strikeouts, no walks. He really uh, fills up the strike zone today as well. Of his 103 pitches that he throws, 74 of them are strikes. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago, and he talked about uh, his team's approach against NOLA. Well, I mean, there's, you know, when a guy's throwing that many strikes... You know, you can you can sit there and wait and fall behind in the count, or you can try to try to you know swing a strikes. Uh, he was throwing a lot of them. Uh, he was just he threw a lot of good strikes. Um, you know, a lot of near misses. No, no, not many free pitches at all for the hitters. Um, you know, so it, so it leads to that. Adrian's been so good at keeping the ball in the park this season. Uh, what, what do you think happened tonight? 
Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, the first two innings and stuff, you know, we, I thought his stuff was really, really good. Um, you know, they, they got him in the stretch uh, in, the, in the third, and then, you know, he, j- he just missed with some fastballs. I mean, he just he just threw some fastballs in bad places. Um, and they, they took good swings. Um, and then I was simple as that really it was, it was two fastballs kind of middle of the play and pitched the home run to Herrera later it was just middle and that's what happens Craig, Craig just jumping off the question on Nola just what you kind of think of just the, the at-bats that you guys had against it wasn't a lot, of, a lot of strikeouts today but just not a lot of hard contact either no no I mean it was a quiet night I mean we didn't we didn't I mean, we put we put run, one runner on second base, I think. Um, so, you know, he, he made quality pitches, and, and we didn't. You know, when we got something to hit, we we didn't hit it, um, or we didn't we didn't hit it hard, um, and you know, just didn't do enough offensively. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago after the Brewers have a very, very quiet night from an offensive standpoint. They do not score. They have just four hits in the contest. They have no extra base hits. You know, a lot of times we look at what they do with runners in scoring position. Well, that number doesn't really apply that much in this game today. They only had one at-bat with a runner in scoring position, and they go 0-for-1. Compare that to the Phillies who go 4-for-10 with runners in scoring position. We really haven't talked much about Adrian Hauser, and the reason is the Brewers didn't score any runs. So, like, bluntly, it didn't matter if Hauser gives up one run today and pitches really well or does what he did where he gives up the uh, the five runs and, because the Brewers just don't do anything from an offensive standpoint. That's the reason they, they lose this game. They don't score any runs. You don't win if you don't score runs. But it is... If they would have been scoring runs, then all of a sudden the narrative of this game might have changed a little bit based upon what Hauser was doing. He just His velocity was there. He was sitting 96-97 uh, on the fastball today. But sometimes, yeah, if you give up location for velocity, more often than not, that's not... Uh, something you want to do. Location tends to be more important than velocity. That's not a 100% hard and fast rule, but more often than not, uh, if, if, you can, if you can locate your pitches, but it costs you uh, a mile or two on your velo, you'll take it. I, I don't know if that was the case tonight or not. He, he had the high velo, especially early on in his outing. Just gives up the home runs. Three home runs he gives up in his uh, in his six innings, and um, that was more than enough for the Phillies to come away with the win today. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers lose to the Phillies 10-0 in the final. How does it all go down? we got a lot of Phillies highlights, unfortunately, for you. Well, we, uh, we've got our highlight segment. That's coming up next. It's Brewers x Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 10-0. The Brewers fall to the Phillies today. They lose the series as they've lost the first two games. They'll try to salvage a game tomorrow here at American Family Field. It started okay. You got Adrian Hauser on the mound. You know you're going to get some uh, ground balls in the top of the first inning. Kyle Schwarber leads the game off with a base hit. But then the next hitter is Reese Hoskins. Here he comes. Swinging a broken bat ground ball. Adamas. Urias. Tellez. 
six to four to three, and there are two down just like that. And then Hauser strikes out Bryce Harper. So the the first inning features a strikeout of Harper and a double play. You think, you know what, maybe this is going to go in the direction of the Brewers. But it ends up not working that way. Things would turn pretty quickly. They turn in the third inning with one out. Odubel Herrera walks, and then the next hitter is Bryson Stott. Into the stretch, here he comes. And a fly ball hit into right. Back is Renfro at the warning track, and Stott has hit a two-run home run. Fastball up and in, and Stott got his hands through. It's his third home run. Kyle Schwarber then gets a base hit, and it once again brings up Reese Hoskins. Now Hoskins goes the other way. Renfro back at the track, and Hoskins has hit a two-run home run. Second two-run homer of the inning for Philadelphia. Hoskins ninth of the year. Two two-run home runs and a 4-0 lead for the Phillies. All the while, Aaron Nola was continuing to deal for the Phillies. The Brewers just could not do much against them. Phillies get back on the board in the top of the fifth. The leadoff hitter in the inning is Odubel Herrera. Herrera mentioned has enjoyed hitting in this ballpark. Swing and a fly ball out to left. Back is Yelich. Still back warning track, and it is gone. Just over the yellow line in deep left field, and Odubel Herrera has hit another home run against the Brewers. The Brewers just don't get many offensive opportunities in this game. They don't get that many hits. If there was a chance to score a run, it came in the bottom of the sixth inning. Christian Yelich leads the inning off with a base hit after Willie Adamas strikes out and Rowdy Telez pops out. Yelich steals second, so that puts a runner on in scoring position, something they hadn't had, and they have it for Luis Urias. Real middle, target up on the outside. The pitch got him looking. That's right where he threw it. Real Muto never moved the target on that one. That right there, the one at bat all game long that the Brewers had with a runner in scoring position. It remains a 5-0 game as we move along to the top of the seventh inning. New pitcher is Brent Suter. With one out, he gives up a double to Bryson Stott, and that brings up Kyle Schwarber. And the pitch to Schwarber, swinging a ground ball fair inside the bag at first. Stott's going to score with ease as Schwarber digs into second base with an RBI double. It's 6-0. Yeah, the Phillies were really kind of pouring it on at that point with it being 6-0. That would be the only blemish on the day for Brent Suter, who goes ten, uh, two innings. Luke Barker then comes in to pitch in the ninth inning for the crew. First batter he faces is Alec Bohm. He doubles, then a ground out off the bat of Odubel Herrera that allows Bohm to move to third. Bryson Stott, an infield single. Uh, that keeps Bohm at third. He wasn't able to come home, so uh, the single does not score a runner from third, but Kyle Schwarber does. Bouncer hit fair down the right field line, bouncing in the shallow right. One run is in, and to third with Schwarber at second on a double. Phillies add one more. It's 7-0 now on a rocket hit down the first baseline. And they were not done after a Reese Hoskins ground out the always dangerous Bryce Harper standing in. Dangerous all the time. I was just going to say, all the time he just hit a three-run home run out of here. Wow. A rocket. I was just going to say dangerous all the time, and he hit one out of here. 
After Aaron Nola goes eight shutout innings, Andrew Bellotti comes in. He pitches the ninth inning for the Phillies. It is a 1-2-3 inning, and the final score of this one, the Phillies get the win 10-0 with the victory. Philadelphia goes to 27-29. and The Brewers, they drop to 33-25. and Winning totals for Philadelphia, 10 runs, 14 hits, one error. They end up leaving four for the Brewers. They get shut out on four hits, no errors, and they leave four on. Winning pitcher Aaron Nola, he is 4-4. Four and four. Adrian Hauser takes the loss. He drops to 3-6. and six. Home runs, Stott hitting his third, Hoskins his ninth, Herrera his fourth, and Harper hits his 14th of the year. The game moved along at a pretty good pace, two hours and 50 minutes. Not too often do you see a team collect 14 hits the way the Phillies did today and the game be under three hours, but that's what we saw today at American Family Field, and it was played in front of a crowd of 29,353 folks. Brewers lose 10-0. They have lost five. Five straight games. They'll try to salvage a game in the series tomorrow. We'll uh, very, very good shape. All right, so the Brewers, they're going to wrap up this series against the Phillies coming up tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. One ten first pitch. That means our coverage is set to begin at 12.35 tomorrow. It's going to be Corbin Burns on the mound for the Brewers. Burns is going to go into tomorrow's game with a 3-3 and record and an ERA that is sitting at uh, 2.5. He struggled a little bit his last time out, so he'll be looking for a bounce back. It's going to be Zach Eflin on the mound for the Phillies, 2-4. and four. 3.88 ERA. Again, 110 first pitch tomorrow. Network coverage begins at 12.35. I have you for Brewers weekly tomorrow night, but at a different time. Instead of 8 to 9, tomorrow we are going to be on from 6 to 7. So put that in the back of your mind. Brewers weekly tomorrow night, 6 to 7. Look forward to talking to you then right here on WTMJ.